Well, hello, everybody. It's Mr. Menthol's Entertainment Hour again. I know we haven't recorded or released a lot. We've had a lot of, like, life get in the way, you know, because I had to work and just didn't have the energy to walk 15 feet and do it. But tonight's episode is a special one. Long ago in a galaxy not far away at all. On this very day, November the 5th, always remember, something started roughly five or six years ago, maybe longer. Maybe I'm not remembering correctly, doesn't fucking matter. What happened was, we had a man make a classy, yet very racist joke to a small black child. And then I said it. Bing! Tonight, we are going to get to the core and the origin of the bing. And my only guest tonight, Moon Moon's asleep. He wasn't feeling it, which is fine. It's just going to be me and the man who invented the reason of the bing. The one, the only, Mr. Sledge. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for having me tonight. <laughs> so, that was Red Bull. So... What and it's ha- delicious. What it happened was, I don't even remember the fucking joke. All I remember is I just turned and I couldn't say anything else besides, bang! Well, this is what had happened. Um, it was a family member, I won't say no names. He was hmm, around two years old at the time. And I was sitting there eating dinner and they was over enjoying it with us. And we was having fried chicken. So, you know, when I have this bad habit when I sit down at the table, I always empty my pockets because I don't want to sit on my wallet or nothing like that. And this little sucker decided he was going to steal my wallet and a piece of fried chicken and go hide behind the the couch. And I and it would have the only thing that would have made this worse is if he would have taken my my, my grape drink with him. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> so, I didn't find him for about 10 minutes, and once I did, my wallet was empty, my chicken was gone, and this kid had the biggest shit-eating grin on his face. So, that's where it all started, and I was like, man, that little sucker just done the exact fucking thing, like stereotypical, you know, black guy, all right? Now, keep in mind, I am not racist by any means, but when a little two-year-old black kid takes my wallet and my fried chicken, something's fucking wrong with this picture. Yeah, I, I do believe that was the same kid that when he was like four or five, he'd come over to your house to play with your kids. And you know, I always had that question, but I finally asked it because he, he would just walk up to your house. Like, I've never seen that <laughs> this kid with a fucking adult ever. And he'd walk like a block over and he's five. Why? Well, what do you expect? His dad went out for Newports and never came back. <laughs> that was what I was going to do, fucking bing. <laughs> oh, that's a bing. And that's what I had to ask. I was like, where's your parents at? And you'd like, well, his mom's at work and he's never known his dad. And I'm like, oh, wow. To the child. So. I mean, he was cool about it. I mean, he he knew what the world he lived in. Oh, he was a cool kid, too. He really was. I remember throwing him on the trampoline one-handed. He still comes around every now and then. Not as much, though. I think his dad actually did come back in the picture, or at least somebody did. I, I'm not sure if that was him or not, but hey, it happens. Somebody's dad. But... Somebody's dad. Well, the reason to this podcast, not only to get down to the origin of the Bing and have the man who invented the Bing. Now, everybody has Bing counts. I have a couple hundred of them myself. A bunch of friends of mine have a couple hundred of them. But this man sitting across from me has tens of thousands. Nobody is even close to haunt season. Holy shit. I'm following him around with a clicker. 
Speaking of clickers, pay attention to uh, Mr. Menthol here's website because we're going to start selling some Bing Bling here soon. Yes, Bing Bling. We've already decided it. Um, just trying to think of a concept to actually just have a small little like bell and a button that you can hold in your palm. Somebody says something, you can just bing, just hit it. Like, bam, races count right there. And if you want to get really fancy, we'll put a little counter on the bottom of it, too. That way you can go, bing, you've said 34, <coughs> you said 34 racist things today. How dare you? But it, it, there's there's a secret way to get binged. You can't just say, you fucking kike. That's not a bing. That's a punch to the fucking head. Yeah, that's just rude. We don't do that. No, 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 no. you got to have a certain uh, je ne sais quoi with it. That's, it it's got to be classy. But yeah, it's also got to be <laughs> yeah. It's got to be classy, distasteful, and racist all at the same time. It's got to teeter on that line. That that's what's got to be. You know, you can make, and it can't be already in stone racist jokes. You can't get binged for those. Sorry, you can't. Like, you know, it's got to be the most off the wall, off the top of your head. You know, borderline racist, but not racist at the same time. It's it's kind of hard to explain. I mean, there's a reason that I I can get by with this with pretty much any in any scenario i'm in like i'm pretty sure that if my grandmother was alive she'd be the only she'd be the only person to beat you in the bings because she was accidentally racist and, and those a, are the best kind and those and, and, and there's a difference between being accidentally racist because you just those are people that just think really practical not realizing it's very fucking racist and let me i mean she was born in a different time but she wasn't racist at all like okay Grew up in Hose Apple. And if you're familiar with the Richmond area, you know the Hose Apple is. <laughs> it is redneck country out there. But, but you Mind go out, you, it's good people, though. Yeah, you go out there. They don't care what color your skin is as long as you're a good person. That's all they give a shit about. But they had, you know, they had their fair share of, you know, black people living in the community. And they never gave a shit about them. Never did. But when my mom was growing up, my grandmother, <laughs> my mom would play this little black kid. My grandmother was going blind at the time, and she wasn't fully blind yet. And she would have him come up. I can't remember the kid's name. Mind you, this is back in the 70s and 80s, so this is a while ago. And she would put a white shirt on him so she could see him at night. I kid you not. It wasn't because she was racist. It's just because she was going blind. He's black. Nighttime's black. She just thought, hey, white shirt. <laughs> I can see the black kid. <laughs> it was... And th- oh my god, that's such a big fucking bing. I oh. bet trick or treat was confusing to her. <laughs> trick or treat. Hey, it's my wallet. <laughs> there's so many kids in white sheets running around. What do I do? <laughs> like, oh look, there's a group of white. There's a group of white sheeted kids. This must be all black people. Like, no, that. Why are they carrying a flaming cross? <laughs> that's almost a bing. Like we we are teetering on the bing level there, but it's just it's just a random really random racist rants. No, that was actually probably true back then. No, back then in Hose Apple, absolutely. But if you came if you were actually a member of the clan in Hose Apple, did you know that they would whoop your ass oh, I believe until it. you left the neighborhood? I believe it. And it would be a community ass whooping too. Like, oh yeah, they're they're extremely close knit out there. And that's where you I mess take, with one, you mess with all of them. Yeah, that's where I take my kids out trick or treating and they get full candy bags every year. Hell this past well that's because you're related to like 90 percent of them out there yeah <laughs> yeah and we uh actually we, we went up by a i'll i'll plug blevins all fucking day long i fucking love jeff and brad and brandon i love them all they're all cousins they're all good people <clears throat> we actually end up driving past jeff blevins's house and he goes man i only had five people i was like well fuck it give me a rest of your candy this motherfucker runs to his porch grabs his entire candy and goes how many kids you got in there two 
give me their bags and just dump, dump, dump. Looks over to everybody that's drinking beer, throws the container behind him, goes, I'm done for the night. <laughs> it was just because it was cold, windy, snowy. There was like maybe 10 people out trick or treating. shitty. Yeah, it was just 10 people out trick or treating. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. My kids went out every year. Halloween night, they're going out. Don't care the we- Don't care the weather. They will dress appropriately because I think a fucking head. Yeah, because, you know, we're good parents. And people are like, oh, no. To I'm- an extent. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm pretty fucked up at times. I know. We all fuck up as parents, but that's the experience of, you know, actually being a parent is that you fuck up. You can't be a perfect parent. There's no fucking such thing. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer's parents were pretty fucking perfect. Jeffrey fucking Dahmer. You know. Hey, you leave him alone. He won the Special Olympics, even though he cheated. Wait, no, that was Jeffy Dahmer. My bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Ringer. The Ringer. Great movie. Check it out. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Is that movie so offensive? It's so great. Johnny hey. Knoxville. You can't beat it. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Love that movie. And, like, in... I'm a big movie snob as well. I'll admit it. Like, I'm a horror movie snob. Oh, like, me too. Holy me shit. Too. you got to impress me. If it's nothing but gore, blood, and viscera the entire fucking time, I'm not paying attention to it. Unless it's, you already know it's going to be a, like, low-budget B-movie, so you know it's oh, going to be bloody and gory. I'm the B-movie king, man. I fucking love B-movies because usually with B-movies, those, those directors and actors have something to fucking prove, and those are one of, like, the best fucking ideas come out well i mean when you really think about it you know the biggest b movie ended up being one of the largest horror franchises in the world and that was nightmare on elm street the first one was a low budget b movie i think it what had what a uh, was it like a fifty thousand dollar budget or oh, some no, stupid it, no, it, shit it or? Had a, no it had a million dollar budget but you gotta, million dollar gotta budget? think back then in the 80s a million dollar budget for a movie was junk considering that it takes twelve thousand dollars per minute of real so you got to think of how much money they spend just on reshoots, and you know there was fucking reshoots in that movie. So when you really think about it, you know fifty thousand dollars wasn't wasn't far off when you really think about well, it, because actually, most of that went into just buying you know the equipment for that shit. Actually, did you know that Friday the Thirteenth was like a seven hundred thousand dollar movie? Yeah, see, and, and these is low budget, but they turned out to be the largest horror franchise. Reason being is something that they don't do now, and that's two words: practical effects. They didn't rely on, I mean, of course the technology back then wasn't available, but they didn't rely on like Yeah, back CGI. then it, you know, it was like they was, it was Amish. Internet? <laughs> computer? Yeah. They didn't rely on CGI or like, I understand that CGI makes everything better, but man, practical effects, you can't fucking beat them. The Thing? Practical effect God movie. Holy shit. I loved that fucking movie. The one with Russell, with, not Russell Crowe. Fuck! <laughs> The one with uh, Kurt Russell in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Thing. One of my top five favorite horror movies. And it was technically low budget. It was actually a remake of from the 1950s, The Thing, which was a low budget movie. So they literally remade, they remade a B-movie with another B-movie that ended up being one of the best horror movies of all fucking time. Yeah. And it was great. Like, storyline was solid-ish. It didn't have a great storyline to it, but when you compare it to the book, it had an amazing storyline. So... And then they remade it again with the blockbuster cast, and guess what? It flopped on its ass. Oh, same concept came from the original movie, The Fog. Great movie. Oh, yeah. Great storyline, great cast. And then they remade it, and it went to shit. Well, like, Kind of like, again, The Nightmare on Elm Street. When they remade it with Jack, Jackie Earl Haley, I mean, am I the only one that thought that Jackie Earl Haley looked like he had a severe case of fucking Down Syndrome? 
No, you're not. And Jackie Earl Haley, um, ladies and gentlemen, is like five foot six, five foot five. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't be afraid of a Freddy Krueger that I can fucking juggle. Like, sorry. He, was a, he was a great Rorschach. He was. Oh, amazing. And the Watchman, great, amazing one. Freddy Krueger, negative Ghost Rider. And it was, it wasn't scary at all. And they, and from what I remember of the movie, I watched it once and decided I didn't like it, and I never wanted to watch it again. From what I remember of the movie, they actually made him not a child molester and not a child killer. He was just wrongfully accused. Well, they they couldn't do that nowadays. I mean, you got to think everybody gets offended by everything today. And it's bullshit. You know what? Robert England took that child killer, child fucking molester to another fucking level. Look at fucking Freddy versus Jason. Mm -hmm. When they were going through Freddy Krueger's backstory again for like the 19th time. But what he did just to make it even more creepy when he plastered those pictures inside of his little keepsake book fucking licking the back of them and just like oh my god that's nice and creepy that's Freddy fucking Krueger like you know this guy's just fucked up England made the character oh absolutely you know Robert England actually has a house here in Richmond yeah yeah because you ran into him yeah yeah. me and a a friend who which will remain remain nameless right now oh no you can name him okay uh, his name's Anthony Um, my kid was being born I believe it was my daughter it was Kendra it was my daughter and she was being born well here in town obviously you can't smoke on the hospital property which is pretty much anywhere anymore so we we took a trip around the corner to go smoke which happened to be our reservoir come to find out we run into this guy who looks just like Robert England you know we're, we're pretty convinced at the time it was him but you know there was no way to prove it at the time flying his model airplanes you know, he told us his name was something basic like Bob or Bill or something like that. I think it was it was Bob, you know, short for Robert, just in case, you know, you know you're littered out there and don't know that. Um, so we got done talking to him. We talked to him for about 20 minutes and went back and did some research and come to find out the man owns a house here in town. He's a very um, avid, I believe is the word I'm yeah, looking avid. for. He's it. an avid uh, model aircraft pilot and... You know, we found out that that was the day that we met Robert England here in town, and that was, you know, pretty much the highlight of my life. I, you know, it should have been my daughter being born, but gotta say, that one won. Well, this is love also, you, baby girl. <laughs> this is also your third kid, and you're just like, I've, I've, I've I had two before. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I still have the firm, the the firm belief of, you know, God has cursed you. If there is a God, He has cursed you because all the fuckery that you've done younger, He doesn't give you a hot daughter. Luckily, she's got two older brothers that'll take care of that if, you know, when she's older. I'm not afraid of Cameron. I'm afraid of Nate. <laughs> Your oldest one, I'm afraid of him because he's quiet. He is the quiet nerd that, and he's a beanpole. And he's done, like Cameron, he's beefy. That kid got a swing on him, but he also got a temper. Yeah. Like, like no, no, trust me, I get it because I'm afraid of all of all these, you know, little crotch goblins that we have that's going to get together when they're older and start doing the fuckery that we've done. Crotch goblins? I call them fuck trophies. That's like three podcasts ago, man. <laughs> no, that's fine. <clears throat> fuck trophies is just fine. But what I'm afraid of is when they get to the age. I mean, like, 17, 18 years old. They're all hanging out together. Who's going to be the one that's going to do the bad decision first? Yeah, you're probably right. Yes. <laughs> and the answer is just yes. The answer is yes. They're all going to get together. They're all going to do something fucking stupid. And they're going to think they're going to hide it from us. Because we tried the same <laughs> shit. And that's when we walk up to them and be like, we did this shit when we was your age. Quit it. <laughs> like, you need to stop or you need to get better. <laughs> right? I, I, like, I'm pretty sure that my son is either destined to be a YouTuber. Which, by the way, Mr. Menthol 21, go look his videos up. 
yeah, my son's been posting videos on YouTube. All innocent shit, too. So, and like, covers of songs and shit like that. So, he, he's, he knows. Nice he knows. pictures. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you out there who don't know, my son's autistic. Love and the kid. Love the kid. Yeah, he's autistic. Smarter and- than me, which isn't hard to be, but he is, trust me. But he he is a great he is a great kid. He's actually grounded right now, but he's still a great kid. But um, he he's uh, he's autistic, high high functioning autistic. On top of that, thank God he is not developmentally disabled. Thank God, um, he's behavioral disabled is what he is. So he has problems you know processing his emotions and processing anything that comes in. If there's too much of something, he will literally just shut down and just he he's I, I can foresee this. It, but the kid's also a psychopath and he he realizes that if he can't fight somebody one on one, he knows he's going to lose. He uses a uh, he uses like CIA tactics. Like he he choked out a 15-year-old kid on the school bus because the kid kept stealing his backpack and calling him a retard. So my son took his, uh, they all have that laptop back. Yeah. He took the strap of the laptop back, threw it over the kid's neck because he sat behind him and leaned back, put his foot on the seat and yelled out, give me my backpack back and choked the kid until the bus driver stopped. Like, and nobody was willing to pull him. My son's 10. So once again, he will use guerrilla warfare on your ass. Like I've known this kid since he was born and he, he scares me at times. Yeah, if he was singing like where the hood at was, oh my god, I would have given that kid candy. <laughs> like, and of course, I get called to the school and I'm like, well, your son choked out this student. I'm just like, eh, yeah, I can see that, but why? He never does anything without a very good underlying reason, and usually he picks those reasons to where I cannot punish him for it. Bigger kid was bullying him, called him a retard. I would have choked the kid out too. I wouldn't have let go. <clears throat> I wouldn't have either. Don't you dare. Like, especially when it comes to that word, we all know that word with me. Yeah. Uh, the word, a uh, retard is not to be said around sledge. I use it because I have a very firm standing on the actual fucking word itself. We, and we have an agreement. So yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I don't use it as a form of, as a form of like a, as a slur for somebody who's mentally disabled ever, ever. It's, it's the people that are perfectly fine that decide to get hooked on meth. That man's a retard. Yeah, that's pretty messed up, too. <laughs> that's pretty messed up. Mythic-Americans. Mythic-Americans. But... So, with that being said, you know, he... I, I punished him because it's wrong. He should just wait until he stopped. He was only, like, a block away from Dennis. He should have just waited till they stopped contacted an adult he's got my backpack he stole it won't give it back him in the teeth what no not that well he knew (laughs) since this this is a bigger fifth you know 15 year old he knew that okay in a one-on-one he'd whoop my ass someone choked the shit out of him make sure he doesn't do that like okay you know what okay not mad at you for that not at all but don't do it again if he if he does it again use something thinner than a back than a backpack strap I will put a guitar string in your back in your fucking laptop bag for this one reason. With two little pencils tied to it. Oh hell yeah. See, I mean I know exactly where he was coming from when he was defending himself because up until I got I think it was in seventh grade, I was bullied. Big time. You know, I was that nerdy little kid that nobody wanted to talk to, messed up hair, sat in the back of the room with my sweatpants on, 
You know, yep. <laughs> I was that kid until finally I got into middle school and I just got tired of that shit. And I just ended up smashing some kid's head in a locker to the point where, you know, he was knocked unconscious and bleeding from his ears. Won't again, I won't say that guy's name because to this day, me and him's actually okay. But, uh, yeah, so I, I know where he's coming and from. And you know what? And I have no problem standing up for people that, like our buddy Alan, Mahoney. Uh, dude, I can't tell you how many times, you know, that Jesus I've almost Christ. went to jail over that guy. And, you know, it's not his fault. He is the way that he is. He's slow, but you know what? That doesn't matter about his heart. Guy's got a great fucking heart. Yeah. He's a hard fucking worker. And in all reality, he's not stupid. He's just smart in his own subjects. He, the reason he is the way he is today is when he was a, a, a kid. I don't remember how old he was. He's told me the story multiple times, but I don't remember the age. He bought, or he bought, he bit into an extension cord that was plugged into the wall and was electrocuted. And it pretty much just, you know, fried his brain. And he's... He's not mentally challenged by any means. Like, you give that man a pack of cigarettes and bop him on top of the head and tell him to do anything, oh, he'll do it. And he'll do it accurately, too. Like, if you want your yard fucking mowed and to the point where your grass is only at three quarters of an inch tall, that motherfucker will be out there with a ruler and scissors. He doesn't care. I'll tell you. I uh, And, I mean, you know, you guys, I mean, I'll say his name on here because, I mean, I'm sure this, this video, this podcast will end up on, you know, Facebook where people can listen to it and... All that, or I don't know if I can even say that, you know, we'll call it, you know, Zuckerberg world or whatever the fuck no, you want to say it. No, no, uh, um, we're, we're covered by the Second yeah. Amendment. We can say what the fuck uh, Dude's name is Alan Mahoney, all right? I used to have a Jeep Wrangler, and the best, the best detail and job in the world I ever got done on this Wrangler, he did it. So if you guys ever need anything done, get a hold of this kid. He's a great kid. He'll, he, I mean, yeah, he works cheap, but... He's a handyman. <laughs> he is. He's a handyman. He he can pretty much he he's great with tools, just not great with the thinky thinky. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. And he and he can't fight his way out of a wet paper bag, but who gives a shit? Which is where we come in we come into this. Uh-huh. I mean, there's been multiple times. There was this one time that this poor kid got his head completely beat in. He got jumped by two guys. Um a couple of the guys, you know, they're actually both of them, they're pieces of fucking shit. ATL and Anthony Peters, fucking worst, you know, some of the worst fucking thugs in town. Yep. Um, I Alan got a hold of me the next day, or the day it happened, the, the morning he got jumped, got a hold of me. I went down to his house and seen him. His entire face was black and blue. Eye socket was swollen. His mouth was bleeding. I mean, he was he was messed up pretty bad. All because these guys wanted to jump him because they thought he was disabled. You know, they they uh they dropped that R word and. All that stuff. Well, I just happened to find out where ATL was at that day. And uh, he was helping a friend of mine move. I walked straight up in the house where they was moving. I said, are you ATL? He said, yeah. And I put a pistol between his eyes. And here's the thing with ATL. Like, I used to be really cool with that guy. But after a while, all that shit he was talking, he's just, that's all he is. He's all fucking jaw. I've, I've seen him fight. And he can hold his own as long as some, somebody smaller than he is. Yeah, if it's anybody his size like us, yeah, he can't. No, he he windmill fights, and I fucking hate that. And he he stands with that fucking really weird guard where your fists are on the sides of your head and like four foot a fucking part. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, as a boxer and, and as a, a trained martial artist, that is the literal worst position you can come at me in because you are leaving your entire guard open. I am going to wreck you, and you can go ahead and kick me. 
Because your kick ain't going to have shit on it because you're leaning back too fucking far. You have no core support, nothing. That is the dumbest fighting position in the fucking world. The dumbest. So chimpanzee stance, no muscle to back it up. Yeah, chimpanzee stance, no muscle to back it up. Exactly. Uh, essentially, yeah. And you can't get a good swing like that. Like, you have to, like, lean forward and all this other shit. Like, man, your technique is junk. I'm sorry, but technique beats skill, speed, or technique beats speed and power any day of the fucking week. Sorry. It yeah. does. And, you know, truth be told, like, if you have a solid technique, you're never going to get beat. Look at George St. Pierre in the UFC. Man is nothing but fucking technique. He wasn't the strongest, and he wasn't the fastest, but holy shit, he knew more than you did. <laughs> and he showed it. And he's still, he went like 20 fights unfucking untouched. Yeah. And just, yeah, I know he's gotten his ass hand to him a couple times, but he didn't lose because he out-techniqued him or he out-cardioed him. Look at John Jones right now. Man's pretty much unfucking touchable. No, because so you're getting into stuff that I don't really talk. I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't really know. And that's my bad. No, no, you're fine. Because, I mean, you know, I, I it's stuff that I, I might not know now, but. But you remember Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, he, he had a very, very good. And I actually modeled a lot of my boxing after Mike Tyson. But I modeled it more after Rocky Marciano, to be completely honest. Um, but Mike Tyson had a really good defensive stance, and he had the peekaboo stance. This is where you hold your, pretty much hold your hands together. Like Any of the one that level. bites people's ears off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thought so. But he had a great defensive stance, and he, his technique was just flawless. He had the hardest-hitting right punch in boxing history. He had laid anybody the fuck out. But then, pe- but he never changed it. He never changed it. And after people started looking at it and going, okay, yeah, I know where his weaknesses are. That's when he started getting his ass handed to him. Because he, he never adapted and changed. That's the entire point about like fighting or standing up for people. You can't be one-dimensional. You can't be. People that are, have that one-dimensional gimmick get their asses handed to them. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Like Conor McGregor. I fucking love Conor McGregor. But he was one-dimensional. Like, yeah, his stand-up boxing style is amazing. But he had nothing else. You know who my favorite MMA fighter is? Who? Kevin James. <laughs> oh, my God. Boom. Here comes the boom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Fonzie. Another great movie. Check it out. <laughs> Kevin James is an MMA fighter. Come on now. He did a good job too. He actually trained and, you know, yeah. and he and he actually did do training sessions with Boss Rutten and Boss Rutten was one of the baddest men walking the fucking earth because if you watch a show old show called Fight Science, is how much PSI does it take to rupture a human spleen? They were talking about football players and how hard they hit and shit, and it takes like three tackles to rupture a spleen in the right spot. Boss Rutten literally delivered a 1,200 PSI punch, which, by the way, is in fucking insane. That's a haymaker. And it wasn't a haymaker. It was a just standard body punch to him. 1,200 PSI, and it ruptured the spleen fully. First punch. Only hit he did. And he, you know, of course, in the video, he broke it down what he was doing, but his breakdown is all technique. That's how he got the... It's not because he was the strongest man in the fucking world. It's because he knew how to pop his hips, adjust his shoulder, and spin his fist just right. 1,200 PSI. He goes, and that's not the hardest I can hit. I'm afraid to see what the hardest he can fucking hit is. Because I've seen him end people's careers. I might find out one day when I'm having trouble sleeping and I want to go nap-nap. <laughs> you might not wake up from that nap-nap. <laughs> it's okay. I've lived a good life. It's like, if Boss Rutten punched me to death, I'm fine with that. I... I pissed off like the nicest man in the world. You know? 
Like, he's going to coddle me as I die. Oh, absolutely. Do what? Still tr- not trying to be hit. But it, it's just one of those, like, you see somebody, everybody has that one friend that's got a great heart on them. Hell of a fucking guy that gets, even until the, or late into the adult ages, still gets fucking picked on mm-hmm. because they're, they're just a little slow. <clears throat> or they have, you know a different preference in women or they have a different preference in just sexuality in general. And that's wrong guys. Like, come on. Yeah. If I ever see anybody getting bullied for any reason at all, you know, whether it be, you know, mentally handicapped, um, you know, whatever they decide to be, you know, race, race, gender, um, you know where I'm going with this, you know, I'm going to step in because I, I, I don't agree with that. And, like, again, I was bullied. I've been on the receiving end of that. It's not fun. And now, if I want to touch on anything, I'm going to touch on the schools, on, on the schools fucking bullying, their anti-bullying campaign. <clears throat> like, no, fuck you guys. I have seen my son get bullied to the point where he's coming home in tears. And I'm like, did you tell a teacher? He's like, did you tell a teacher? And he's just like, yeah. Like, well, what'd you do? Nothing. Teacher just just set him down. I'm like, okay, maybe that's like maybe it's like a three strike thing. A couple months go by, he's still crying. I'm like, dude, I finally said, I was like, dude, remember all this time Daddy taught you how to box? I said, yeah, use it. I said, bullies are like balloons. One good pop, and they're gone, and they're gone forever. I tell my kids, I said, if you're getting bullied and you want to defend yourself, you might get in trouble at school, but you're gonna get a high five when you get home. And I know to some people, you know, that that's a bad thing, you know, that, that I tell my kids that. But if, if, if another technique isn't working. If you've already told the teacher multiple times and the teacher has <coughs> out just not pretty much not done anything about it, then defend yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Defend yourself. Go with the, go with the correct route first. If that route doesn't work out, well, then you better put Dukes up. It's, a, it's essentially a chain of command. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the chain of command doesn't work, it's if the chain of command fails you, do it yourself. Take matters in your own hands. That's just like, you know, uh, for example, here recently, um, this is this is kind of off subject, but you know, on subject at the same time. We've been following up on these uh, grown-ass men messaging these 10-year-old girls on Facebook. I'm going to find them. I'm going to find them. Well, like right now, you know, the police are supposedly handling it. So we're, we set back, we let them do their thing. You know, I'm not going to say that anything's going to happen because then that makes me liable and then it becomes premeditated and I'm, I'm not that person. I, I On grounds that I may incriminate myself, you know, I'm not going to say that anything will happen. But when it comes to stuff like that, you know, chain of command. You know, let the police do their job. There's, you know, there's a reason that, you know, they're in that position. There's a reason that we pay their, their, uh, salaries. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then, uh, you know, if they don't, then we, uh, have, may have to step in and do it another way. You know, I've actually told, but I've actually been told by a, uh, a police officer, not going to say his name because he could actually cost him his job. And I actually have witnesses. I said, if I leave one of these pedos in the side of the road, with evidence that they are a pedophile, hogtied, and just call you. I said, do I get in trouble? He literally looked at me dead in my eyes and goes, you know what? Just make an anonymous tip. That's it. 
because I don't want to know you did it. A lot of these cops nowadays, especially in our town, are applauding vigilantism because there's just not enough of them. And everybody's in the anti-fucking cop movement. Like, oh, no, fuck police officers. Like, no, you know what? No, that is the literal hardest job in the fucking world right now is to be a police officer in America. And I understand there's good cops, bad cops. There is. Absolutely. Unfortunately, most days, you know, there's there's more bad than there is good anymore. No, the bad gets the media. The good does not. That's true. You know, I can respect that one. Um, but, you know, this whole fuck 12 movement that's going, you know, I'm going to say this. And this is not directed towards anybody. I love most people out there, you know. Stop breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> liar, liar. Great movie. <laughs> Stop breaking the law, asshole. Like, and trust me, the law's put there for for everybody's safety. It's, it's like, and people are just like, well, certain laws are dumb. No, I agree. Certain laws are fucking stupid. But there again, there's also laws in, like, I think it's in Montana or Kansas, somewhere in the flat states. It, where if you get arrested, when you get released, they have to give you an acre of land mm-hmm. and a horse and a gun. I believe that's Montana. Yeah, I think it's Montana because it's the free it's the free land law. It's still in effect. There's stupid laws everywhere. Do you know in the state of Indiana, on Sundays between the hours of 12 and 2, you can beat your spouse on the Capitol building stairs and there ain't a damn thing they can do about it? Yep. Did you also know in Indiana, certain parts of Indiana, you know, it's illegal to blink from 12 p.m. to 12.05 p.m. It's illegal to French kiss in Indiana, too. Mm-hmm. It's also illegal to have any sex in any, in any position besides besides missionary. Mm-hmm. And illegal for oral sex. Holy crap, I'm going to jail. And one mm-hmm. of the most fucked up laws in Indiana, it's illegal to fuck your horse. Why that law went into effect, I don't want to know the story. Well, in Michigan, it's illegal to shoot a whale from a moving truck. I want to know where that story came from. <laughs> I want to meet the man who did that. I want to shake your hand, sir. Well, oh! <laughs> Hot fudge sundays? They're delicious. Actually came about because of a law. You couldn't have a float on a sundae, so they put syrup on the ice cream and called it a sundae. Ah. Well, there I think we go. I think it's in Ohio where it's illegal to lick doorknobs. Like, okay, what fucking crazy person ran around the state of Ohio and just... Prostitutes. Like a doorknob. Everybody gets a turn. <laughs> I know a few of those, but... I know a lot more than a few. <laughs> but it's just one of those, you know... I understand that dumb laws exist, but there's also, like, the not dumb laws. Like, it should be common sense at this point in time in 2019 to don't fucking rape. I don't need... And that also breaks into religion, too, where, you know, people are religious. I'm not. And I, but I know why the Bible was instilled, and that was instill morals into an otherwise moralless society. So the fear of eternal damnation will scare an entire you know fucking civilization of Neanderthals. But here it is in you know the 2019s where I'm like, okay, I don't need a Bible to tell me that it's not okay to fucking rape. All right, that's just common goddamn sense. It's not okay to rape. It's not okay to murder. Unjustifiably, that is. I'm I'm wishy-washy on the murder thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I've read the Bible, you know, front to back. I have, um, as well as I've read other science fiction books. You know what I mean? You know, it happens. You know, I mean, you know, you 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 got your your science fiction books. You know, this one's got dragons in it. This one's got magical sky daddies. I mean, it. 
You know, it, it, it tends to happen. That's in both. That's, that's both. That's in the Bible, man. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you want to talk about like reading the most mythical shit in your life, read the fucking Bible. Like, holy crap, seven headed serpents and a dragon with a snake for a tail. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of acid were y'all doing when he wrote this, get this goofy shit? I don't know, but I want some. <laughs> Godzilla. Hey, Godzilla was a great fucking movie. That was an amazing movie. Oh, yeah, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Everybody's like, oh, don't watch it. It's nothing but monster fights. No fucking shit. That's why I want to watch it. I don't think I've seen that one. It's the newest one. Oh, yeah. my God, it's so good, man. Yeah, I don't think I've seen you, that one. You get hyped up for Mothra like no fucking other. I think the last Godzilla movie I watched was like Godzilla 2000 with, was it Matthew Broderick? Oh, no, no, that was that was just the American remake of Godzilla. That one was junk. Is that the one where it was like all of Godzilla's eggs were under the city of New yeah, York? Yeah, yeah. And they one, started hatching? Yeah, that one was the fucking junk because Godzilla was barely taller than a skyscraper. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. Godzilla was flattening them bitches. My whole thing about it was that it seemed like they was trying to make Godzilla look too much like a T-Rex. Yeah. They tried to make it too real. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, also, for all the listeners out there, we know we have changed subjects multiple times already. Oh, no, that's already a segment in the podcast. It's uh, called Left Fielding or Segwaying. No, this podcast, is nothing. there's pretty much nothing but left fields. I am not going to so. segue. Last person did that rode off a cliff. And, and to make a joke, their sails plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they crashed and burned. Well, you'd think they'd put a sensor on it and be like, hey, you're near a curb or a cliff. <laughs> just like you'd be stupid to ride something that goes five miles an hour off a cliff i guess the creator of the segway was pretty fucking stupid i mean i kind of wish they at least would have put a ramp so he could have tried some sick tricks or something <laughs> do a flip you know he you actually ever take that thing off some sick jumps <laughs> you know and to be completely honest there was that rumor going around that he killed himself it was suicide that's actually not true uh what was happening is that he was trying to uh essentially merge over for another person riding a Segway, and he merged too fast. Like, there's dozen witnesses' accounts. And whenever he merged too fast, he kind of plumped it off the side of a fucking... It's not like a mountain cliff. It was actually like a small, like, little wooden path bridge. Yeah, wasn't it in, like, California or something yeah, in right, those hills? Yeah, it was right in the hills of California. And when he tried to merge for the path bridge, one tire went off, and he tried to overcorrect it and ended up flinging himself off the off the bridge so no he didn't kill himself he just it was an accident it was purely a fucking accident and the theme song for his funeral was rolling by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> bing see that's what i mean classy yet offensive yeah it's it doesn't it does the bing does not always have to be racist no, no no just offensive so yeah let's let's clarify that okay again not racist by any means against any you know race gender nothing Creed, like that yeah nothing you say Creed? Yeah, Creed. Oh, no, I'm definitely racing against Creed. I fucking hate Scott Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I like, I like Alter Bridge. You know, they don't have him anymore. But anyway. <laughs> back you know Stapp is actually his middle name? His last name's Infection. No, his name's Scott Stapp, not Staff. <laughs> Scott Stapp Infection. <laughs> okay, that would be a joke from now on. If I ever hear anybody saying staff infection, they get slapped, and I'm going to make them say stap from now on. <laughs> and, and, and if you ever, you know, by chance, you know, recognize our voices out there, and you do not walk up to me or Mr. Menthol and say stap infection, you get slapped too. <laughs> I mean, I could say two words and probably make you bust out laughing. Okay. Code hanger. 
<laughs> coat hanger. Okay. <laughs> I will tell you the story behind coat hanger. Coat hanger. All right. We was sitting around one night. Dark fucking joke. We was sitting around one night. And of course, you know, this whole fucking abortion bullshit that's going on right now. Code hanger is code for abortion. Why you may ask. That's how you do bargain abortions. A code hanger and a flashlight. You can pull that shit off if you're good enough. If you know, even if you're not good enough, you, you, you or if you really want to get you one of those fucking egg beaters like the blenders and just shove it up in and you do that too. No, uh, scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, code hanger actually came up. Code hanger actually came about. We were, I'm not going to say the group's name or anything because we'll save that for later. Um, is if we're in groups and roaming around a building, and we need to. You know, like yeah. Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to excommunicate as fast as we fucking can. Over the, oh, you know, if you remember correctly, over the uh, radio, we'd say code hanger. And that means to abort yeah. wherever code, the hell you're Code at. hanger means to abort. Abort. Yeah, and it, it, it's a fucked up joke, but it's a, you got to understand it. When it comes to abortions, I'm very pro-choice on it. Very, as very, am I. Very, very pro-choice. But I also slightly agree with dave Chappelle as well like if she has the choice to abort the child i should have the choice to abandon the little motherfucker without having to pay child support and i seriously believe that dave Chappelle would say that he did say it in his uh, in his uh stance special sticks and stones which got a lot of shit for him saying what we all think that reminds me of something i watched last night i was scrolling through facebook you know late night scrolling we all do it except me yeah, well, you, you scroll just not on Facebook. Nope. I go to the deep I come too. across a, a segment from the Arsenio Hall show. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. If anybody out there remembers Arsenio Hall, he was he was a black comedian slash talk show host. Great one on top of that. Oh, yeah. Know. Hilarious, but he was ahead of his time. Well... This, he was getting ready to start his talk show, and he's talking to his audience. Well, there was people standing up in the audience that had some questions, and there was eh, three or four of them, and they was all wearing T-shirts that said Queer Nation. All right? They was asking Arsenio Hall why he never has gay people on his show, and he lets them have it. And his answer to that, you know, I'm going to say it in not so many words because I don't remember his exact wording on it. I've had multiple people on this show. It's none of my goddamn business whether they're fucking gay or not. You don't know if they're gay. You don't know this, that, and that. And that's what I love. Honestly, that's what I love about black comedians. Because they give zero fucks on what they say as long as to defend their beliefs in anything. But, like, like Chappelle on his abortion stuff. Yeah, and really, you know, it's nothing really all that offensive. It's funny. Like, it's flat out fucking funny i'm pro-choice do whatever the hell you <coughs> want and then there's people like well it's gonna heartbeat at this i'm like okay you know what do whatever the fuck you want I- i'm at the point just do whatever because what your decisions does not affect me even if it's a, a decision that affects me whatever my old lady is going to do i'm going to hold her hand and go through it with her because it's her decision not mine like i agree and there's actually been so many, and people do not, people do the whole like, well, if it was a rape baby, I can see it being justified. Like, okay, l- l- let's get this out on the table right now. Only 1% of births are from fucking rape. So that that's not the justifiable argument on that one. My justifiable argument is that 
we have the technology we have the the know-how everything and this is what pisses me off and it sets us back as a human race fucking years is well god wouldn't have wanted that really okay if we didn't have religious persecution throughout the entire world we'd be light years ahead of where we're at now smart smartphones would have been invented 500 fucking years ago but because it was saw it was seen as you know anything medicinal where medicine actually worked or anything scientifically where we could prove something scientifically would work was considered witchcraft and this isn't one of those like oh that happened in the 17th century like no fuck you that happened up until the 19th century like Like me having seizures would be considered witchcraft yeah because she's speaking to the devil it's it's people's complete fucking ignorance of what's actually going on and that's getting that this leads me into the whole anti-vaccination thing fuck you people oh my god we have strived as a human fucking race to get rid of some shit that was plaguing us as a human race plaguing us even the fucking plague you know i understand getting chicken pox does strengthen the immune system i understand that i was i had chicken pox as a kid you know what it did strengthen my immune system but you know what also it's gonna fucking do it's gonna open me up to fucking shingles as well and which shingles, is a lot fucking worse a lot worse people have di- more people have died of shingles in later ages than kids have died of fucking chicken pox but that has opened me the fuck up but guess what there's a vaccine for them both like you don't have to do that anymore like fuck it one shot done they're like well it has all these ingredients into it okay for one look up what those fucking ingredients do just look them up just 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 look them up individually and see what they do like oh it has formaldehyde in it it has what was it 0.5 micrograms of formaldehyde in it and did you know that your eyelash weighs about 150 micrograms what Thank you. Sorry, I had a had a bug on my shirt. But well, that thing about when it comes to formaldehyde, you know, most of these fucking people, and honestly, these it's it's mostly these fucking Karens out here. Yes. You know, that's these anti-vaxxers. And th- I'm not holding that against any Karens. I know you Karens out there and Kyles, you guys get a lot of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's not all of you. But it's most of you. All right? Most of these is the these anti-vaxxer Karens. These are the same people that complain about formaldehyde. It's the same ones that drink more fucking Diet Coke. And mm-hmm. Diet Coke is completely loaded with formaldehyde. Oh, absolutely. Did you know that processed bread has formaldehyde in it? So, like, Sunbeam and Wonder Bread has formaldehyde in it. And cigarettes have formaldehyde in it. I mean, actually, cigarettes are fucking terrible. But you don't see people out there picketing against tobacco companies. Well, they do. But not as bad as fucking anti-vaxxers. No. Like, okay, I get it. It's your choice to vaccinate your child, but it's also um, my choice for you to keep your fucking crotch goblin away from my kid because I don't want my kid to have fucking measles or the whooping cough or anything, really. No. Keep your shit. Keep your little fucking can be killed by a rusty fucking cough drop away from my kids. Fucking polio. We, you know, we hadn't had anybody with fucking polio in this country. And for then like, it's back. Yeah, for 50 fucking years, and now it's back. It came back like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, oh, shit, he's got the rickets. When's the last motherfucker you heard that had the rickets? I blame Ralph Lauren. He makes that polio cologne. <laughs> Wait, that might be polo. Neither here nor there. Marco. Polio. You know, the kid never yells that out because he's already dead. 
Fuck, these little motherfuckers are three years old, already middle-aged. But... I mean, yeah. And then the... Well, if your kid's vaccinated, they can't catch it. Okay, some kids can't get certain vaccinations until they're older because of their weight. Or, like, my grandma went through chemotherapy to the extent she had to have a complete T-cell transplant because they killed everything in her body. She had to get her vaccinations again like a baby because it completely wiped her immune system out. And, like, well, if your kid's already vaccinated, well, here's the point of vaccinations. It's not so if they come into contact with it. It's because we all have the sleeping cells in our fucking body that awakens to it. It's to help boost our immune system so us within ourselves do not fucking get it. Like, sorry, if somebody comes up to me with fucking whooping cough and coughs in my face, I'm probably going to get it. I'm vaccinated for it, but I'm still probably going to fucking get it. Somebody comes up with whooping cough and coughs in my face, they're getting a whooping. Exactly. Somebody comes up with Ebola and says, hi, I'm going to put a boxing glove on and punch you in the fucking face and then bleach my body. Because, no, fuck that. Is that why Michael Jackson did it? Somebody tried giving him Ebola? <laughs> no, Michael Jackson just really liked Sandra Bullock. Oh. <laughs> they look I don't just... I don't know why he was trying to become white. Fucking white people suck. Yeah, white people are <laughs> terrible. And, you know, once he became white, he was a pedophile. Ever notice that shit? you never seen a black pedophile. Pedophile, you know. And then Michael Jackson turns white, and he loves kids. I'm like, that's not, that's that's tied together. I'm like, that is completely tied together. Like, you, he's doing Thriller. He ain't worried about some 10-year-old penis. No, he really wasn't. He turns white. Oh, that dick looked good now, though. R. Kelly, though. Okay, R. Kelly's a different fucking breed, okay? R. R. Kelly didn't, R. Kelly pissed on a lot of people. He was just marking territory at this point in time. And back to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna piss, piss on, on you, <laughs> but it, it, it's, but it, the whole anti-vaccination movement, like I, it's stupid, right? Because nobody was doing the whole anti-vaccination movement until just fucking recently. Whenever there's a few, you know, side mohawk wearing fucking Karens out there, like, well, there's too much shit in these. Like, okay, for one, if you don't want your kid to be completely like introduced to all these fucking ingredients one don't live in america step fucking one step two um feed him nothing but beets and potatoes because guess what that's about all he's going to be able to fucking eat step three live in the goddamn woods because everything you do the house you live in the air you breathe everything you do is going to have those fucking chemicals in it sorry that's just the way the world works works like shit but it works yeah i mean <laughs> everything like, like you're saying everything you do is going to have those chemicals and those risks all right but when it comes to like the anti-vaxxers they don't care but here's the thing though those parents that's an, that's anti-vax are as old as they are because they was fucking vaccinated mm-hmm. their parents wasn't stupid <clears throat> and then the other the other argument that i could that i've actually had brought up to me was that well the amish aren't vaccinated you're right, but they also live in a very tight-knit community, and they don't venture out. And when they do venture out... There's a reason a lot of them don't come back from rumspringing. Yeah. I think I said that right. Rumspringer. Yeah. Whatever. And rumspringer actually is a new concept. It really, It's a fairly new concept to them. But the entire thing is that they're in such a tight-knit community, they don't like letting outsiders in. And they 
essentially shelter their entire beings from the outside world because it's what works for them. Like, yeah, they're, they don't really know vaccinations. It's against their religion. And honestly, every Amish person I've ever talked to, nicest fucking people in the world. They really are. Holy shit, nicest fucking people in the world. And, until they slap their wives to make them pull the, the, the carriage, right? <laughs> That's one. <laughs> and you know, but you know, and people keep making fun of them, but you know what? I've never seen, can anybody here with like power tools and all their extensive knowledge build a barn in three fucking days? I don't know. We're going to find out soon. Yeah, yeah, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a barn, it's a garage, but we're going to find out soon. We'll keep you guys posted on that one. There's yeah. more to come on that on that story. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves on that one. It's but, less three days and more like three hours, but... And they, for one... Weird Al said it best. Raise a barn on Monday, soon I'll raise a nutter. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they're just technologically impaired. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fucking love Weird Al. Amish Paradise, if you haven't heard it, you fucking better. Oh, absolutely. But it, it's... Anti-vaxxers just pissed me off so much because... Like the one... I, I love this one 18-year-old kid that grew up in an anti-vaccination house. And then went out and got vaccinated when he was 18. His parents are fucking suing him. Why? Why, just because he did something that was against your fucking belief? Thicken the fuck up. Oh, so, so, you, so you're telling me... That I can sue people for doing something against my beliefs? Apparently. Hmm. Well, I guess I better contact a lawyer. Wait, I can't. That's against somebody's beliefs. So they could sue me for trying to sue them. Mm-hmm. Counter-suing. It, it's a circle. It's a circle. <laughs> see, love, see, see, love is like a circle. See, it's not a square where it has a bunch of ends and triangles. It's a circle. It goes on forever. Never ending. Never ending. <laughs> God, Rob Schneider got into so much shit for that role. It was a good role, though. You know why they're like, well, he's being stereotypical Asian. I'm like, okay, guys, let, let, let me end something with Rob Schneider. He is literally half Jewish and half fucking Chinese. He is Asian. Rob Schneider is literally fucking Asian. Yeah, he's... Uh, His stand-up special was called Soy Sauce in the Holocaust. What is it? Uh, Phil, Phil, he's from, like, the Filipino? China. So, no, like, I think his mom's from China and his dad was Jewish. Really? Yeah, like, it's literally, like, he, he is the, like most efficient greedy person in the fucking world <clears throat> like not only can he not only can he stretch a penny out to make a copper wire but he can tell you a really nice necklace to put on wish too and fix your electronics put it in rice rob schneider will come in your house and fix it and then pretend to be somebody else yeah yeah there's that <laughs> i love him still as, can't get rid of him i love rob schneider i'm sorry but i think he's one of those guys that's not like most a, underrated rob schneider movie big stan oh my god I love <laughs> big stan. when he broke bob sap's fingers individually was, oh i love this movie and really you look at like rob schneider like he has trained in martial arts and he's actually pretty fucking buff for that little guy yeah like he can more than likely whoop your ass maybe I don't know. I'm still pretty keen on if I put my hand on his forehead, he can't reach me. So he's still a little guy. Yeah, he'd still figure it out. Yeah. No. And come on, had David Carradine in it. You can't hate it. Yeah. I mean, Rob Schneider will straight up Hadouken you. <laughs> Brad Williams. <laughs> I don't know how to fight. I only know how to fight from Street Fighter. So Hadouken. <laughs> that guy ran away. He didn't know if dwarves could actually cast fireballs. <laughs> My God, I love Brad Williams oh, so much. Oh, he's great, dude. Oh, he's such a wonderful person. Four feet of snow. You walk around on four feet of snow, you're fine. I walk in four feet of snow, I die. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get Brad Williams in on a podcast and just like, dude, 
here's a microphone. You're going to have 30 minutes to yourself. Do it. <laughs> Fuck, I'd love to have a lot of people on this podcast, but let's face it, they're probably not listening. But um, Not yet. Uh, We're working on that. It's been a year, but it's, it's just one of those, like, okay, for instance, <clears throat> if they have the right to not vaccinate their kids, I have a right to kick your fucking kid in the damn teeth. Or kick you in the teeth for because is it fair to your child? I I I agree with kicking the parent. Not not the it's not the child's fault. Yeah, and the, I've actually been researching this way more than I should have actually, and th- there's there's actually accounts of like divorce happening because the mom doesn't want to vaccinate the child, but the father does, and these guys are actually winning. Like these the and okay, everybody can be pissed off at me about this one. I really don't give a shit. I've seen these men win against women in custody battles, and I think that should actually happen a little bit fucking more. Yeah, I mean it, it's like like Indiana. Indiana is a mo- is a mom state. Oh, and I have seen them do the, such the wrong fucking decisions. Holy shit! I we have friends that are wonderful fathers and that do, that do nothing all all day every day break break their back, and and. Not only do they get child support raped on their fucking paychecks, but they also uh, we we hit we've had a mutual friend that he literally sold his car, his bike, everything he fucking could. Like he was essentially he had a couch and a small TV left in his house, except for what was in his kids' rooms. Of course, his kids' rooms fucking packed. Yeah, and working forty hours a fucking week to get his kids Christmas, and he doesn't have custody of them. The man's doing everything he fucking can to make sure his kids have a great Christmas. And lo and behold, yeah, he they had a great Christmas, but he went hungry. You know, he went hungry, and he actually came to my house quite a few times like, man, I'm starving. Like, fuck that. Get some food. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm a guy going through a divorce right now, and even my ex-wife agrees. It's bullshit. Shouldn't be a mommy state. Should be who's the better fit fucking parent. Right. And it should be and a it better. it takes f- so much to fucking prove a mother unfit. And, oh, my God, how many fucking drug addicts do we know that have their kids and that their fathers Dude, are... I know moms out there who quit their jobs just so they can get more in child support. Yeah. That's bullshit. I'm sorry, but child support should just be fucking eradicated, period. Like, you know what? It's your child. You support him. Like, if you can't get support from the father, looks like you're doing it on your own. And I've seen so many dads out there, and they're great dads like and they may be shit people but a lot of things they do are for their kids Mm -hmm. and they just fight and fight and do nothing but fight for their kids and for what to see them three hours a fucking week and and you know the one part that i don't agree with you on i i do i do believe in child support okay and not necessarily how the how the system works for child support because i mean most of these dads out here some of these dads out here. And not most. Some. Yeah. Like, okay, there is a black side to this. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. dark side. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm not getting into that type of... I'll bing myself on that one. Yeah, bing, <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> I got binged by the master. Oh, God. <laughs> and the, my point on this, on this one is, essentially, some of these dads out here would be more than happy to, you know, to take care of their kids, you know, without having to worry about the, 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 the courts oh, yeah. ordering them to pay child support. And some of these dads, you know, they pay child support, like you said, but only get to see their kids maybe a few hours a week. Or some of these guys is getting hit with child support, and they have their kids more than the mom does. I, I know a couple. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, some of these dads will have their kids, you know, a week at a time. And they're still getting hit for anywhere between 100 to $200 each paycheck. I know some people, and I'm not, again, I'm not going to say no names on this, that get hit with over $275 a week in child support. Yeah, and that's, in a lot of times, Indiana determines your pay on, like, on what a livable situation is. And essentially, this is what they determine. You can have a one-bedroom efficiency apartment and eat nothing but ramen fucking noodles and maybe have a black-and-white 13-inch TV. It, it, it's I love ramen, though. I do, too. It's fantastic. But it's just one of those, like, you can survive bare minimum on this amount of money, so we're going to take the rest of it. Like, okay, I, I know a guy. I'm not going to say his name because it actually could tarnish him. That was like $50,000 in back child support. has five kids. They all live with him full-time. Mom does has nothing to do with him. But he still gets hit with child support. Yeah. It goes straight to her. And you know what? And just as a big fuck you to her, he got a, he got a, and he's one. I, in my line of work, I have seen a lot of master techs. He is probably the best master tech I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. He can fix literally anything. Anything you throw at him. He knows exactly what it is, how to fix it, how much it's going to cost. And he works at a garage here in town under the table. If he hadn't been hit with that fucking child support shit and had all this shit happen to him, he could be at a dealership in California running the fucking tech division yeah. and making three, four $400,000 a year. But he can't because he has a bitch of an ex-wife. And there's also these dads out here <coughs> that get hit with child support for kids that don't even fucking want to see them. Mm-hmm. Or kids that aren't theirs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a bad one. All because they was they was with the mother when she had the baby, you know, of somebody else, and they they stepped up to be somebody else's, you know, oh, yeah. father. Put their name on the child's on the birth certificate, mm-hmm. you know, and all that shit. And once your name's on that, it's a bitch to get it off of there. Oh yeah, you know, and and a lot of these women, and again, not all women, but a lot of these fucking women will use that to their advantage because the, all they see is a free fucking ride. It is, but again, but there, but there's men that's the same way too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not targeting just women here. I mean, no, absolutely not, no. And because it does go both ways. I, I've seen men that literally that have kids and don't give a fuck about them. I, I, I know a few, you know, that that I could say right off the bat. That's that way. Oh man, actually, uh, Bobo, you know, Fat Bobby has actually stopped me from putting my hands on one, and you know who he is. I, I'm sure I probably do. Mm-hmm. You know. He stopped me from putting my hands on him because I'm a dad. I'm a dad of two kids. I can never, ever imagine myself not having my kids right now. Or then you get those, uh, uh, there, there's those people out there that, uh, you know, has fucking kids and would rather raise their, you know, their stepkids before they'll raise their actual kid. That's the same person I was talking yep. about. Yep. Yep. You know. Oh, I know him a lot personally. I know. I know you know him a lot personally. But no, Bobo stopped me from putting my hands on this motherfucker because... No. How dare you? Like, like a, a little over a year ago, <clears throat> you were with me when I came home, and my ex-wife took the kids and left while I was at work. I was, yeah, I was actually with you with you that day. Yeah, you... You came home, and I'm like, dude, are you sure that she didn't leave? No, 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 no. Yeah. She left, and you know what? You, and you want to be fucking fathers out there, even want to be parents, you don't know the fucking pain of 
coming home to an empty fucking house, not knowing where your kids are, not knowing if they're okay, not knowing if they're even fucking missing you, not knowing what they're pumping in, what everybody else is pumping into their fucking brains about you. And all you want to do is be a good fucking parent to them. That's all you want to do. You don't care about everything else. You care about being a good parent. The one that's one of the only times I've ever seen you shed a tear. And it, and that was actually the, the, probably the worst decision I ever made that night too, was to drink. And I didn't stop. I did not stop every single fucking day. I was drunk. By the way, um, congratulations on your sobriety. Yes, yes. I'm over a year sober now. And, But it was every day, man. I actually, in this very room that we are sitting in, because this used to be my bedroom, <clears throat> I, I was drunk when I went to sleep. I woke up sober, hated it, started drinking. Went to work, had a, one of those big uh, Ozark Trail cups. It had, I still have it. it. It Spawn logo laid into it. It's cool as fuck. It was filled. Alcohol. Straight alcohol, and I would pour energy drinks into it for the remainder of the day. I stayed drunk at work and, and everything. It was terrible. It was. But that's the only way that I knew how to fucking cope. I did not want to feel anymore. I just wanted to be drunk. Mr. Menthol, I'm going to excuse myself for a second. Got to, got to uh, go take a piss. Okay. Uh, that door doesn't really open. You might want to. Yeah. The dogs bark. That's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to hear my dogs going crazy. <laughs> And the phone fell. <clears throat> so that new one ain't gonna attack me, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, she ain't gonna attack you. She's gonna bark and run away. But I don't think you people out there actually understand the true pain, the panic, everything, and and the people out there that do know, they can easily sympathize and go, "Yeah, I've been through that myself." And you know what? I don't blame her for it whatsoever. She thought as though as it was necessary to do it. I don't agree with why she did it, but I can't sit here and say, oh, well, she's a bitch for doing that. I'm not going to do that. Not going to talk ill of my ex-wife. Not going to. She's the mother of my kids. She's a damn good mother. Won't fucking talk bad about her. I, I have bad things to say. I do. But why? What's it going to solve? What's it going to fucking... Bark, 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 bark. Ultimately, what is it going to accomplish? If I get on a if I get on a podcast and trash my ex-wife, was it go, it's going to hurt more than anything? And be honest, I don't want to. It's done. It's over. We've moved on. That's just it. We've moved on. She's got a boyfriend. I have a girl. She's got a boyfriend. I have a girlfriend. We've moved on, and we're both re- we're co-parenting. I am a prime example of fucking co-parenting. And really so is she. She doesn't she didn't want to take the fucking kids away from me at all. It actually took my babysitter to kind of smack some common sense into her though. And there's the difference there. She's the mother of your children, not your baby mama. Exactly. Because those the, are two completely different things. Exactly. She's the She's mother, right. She's the mother of my children. And she is a good mom. She is. She's a great mother. Won't ever doubt her on it. She will do anything for her kids. And she knows I'll do anything for my kids. And we talk every fucking day. I'm not going to trash her. Don't need to. Don't want to. Like, hell, the other fucking day for her birthday, I took her out and got her, you know, fucking Starbucks and everything. And it's just one of those, like, people. You're thinking of yourselves. Think of the child. And that raises, and that raises this point. Don't. Give your children what you were missing growing up. Give them the one thing that you didn't get growing up, and that's knowledge. 
like, okay, yeah, your kid may have the newest Xbox, the newest PlayStation that you never got growing up for Christmas. That doesn't make him have a better fucking childhood. That makes them expecting everything handed to him. Fuck that. I give my kids knowledge. They, Entitlement. They earn their shit. Like, you know what? My sisters had their first car bought for them. Both my older, I have two older sisters. Both of them had their first car bought for them. Because that was once they got their first car, they could start dating. Me as a boy, I didn't get that that little privilege there. I had to buy my first car. I had to earn it. But you know what? I earned that motherfucker. It was a piece of shit, but I earned it. <laughs> Big piece of shit, but I earned it. And I worked my ass off. What was off. that, the S10? No, no. This, this was the Corsica. Ah. Yeah, that 94 Corsica, that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, the S10 came after that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. came directly after it. Because I had that car for nine months, drove it three. Because I was working on it for six. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Corsica. Yep. I'm sorry, a Corsica. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tim was the same way. He had it for ten months, and I drove it for four. Because I was yeah, working you, on it. Yeah, you, uh, you had the S10 when I actually started hanging out with you. What was that, a... Uh, 12 years ago? Oh, longer than that. I had the S10 when I was 17, so 13 years ago. But we've known each other for a few years before that. Yeah, we just forgot, you know. You yeah, we forgot should, that we You should have bought other. that fucking car. I wanted that CRX <laughs> so fucking bad. I did. I wanted that little CRX that you had, and yeah, I almost got sold on it, too. Like I almost had it, and I'm like, yeah. That I, car I miss- was a shit. <laughs> they just needed brakes. That's all it needed. Yeah. And painted, but pff, whatever. Nah, <laughs> I, I like the primer. I was gonna paint it candy. I was gonna paint it candy apple green. That would have looked good. Yeah. I, I mean, the good. wheels that was on it was worth more than a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> it had fucking inky wheels. Remember? Yeah. No, it was Motegi's. Yeah, you had it had, it had Motegi's on it because it was one of the old Joker cars. It had Motegi's on it, and yeah. I mean, it had a Ram air intake and everything on it. Like it was souped up. They just brakes were fucked on it. I was like, okay, I'll change the fucking brakes out. Well, then again, at the time, I was like, what, 14 or 15? Something like that. I, I was still riding a bike. I ended up selling it cheap. Like I think it, it was, what, 500 bucks? Yeah, and I offered you a uh, 86 Mercury Lynx. Yeah. Oh, God, I've rolled. Okay, if anybody out there has an 86 Mercury Lynx or an 86 Ford Escort that's still running, keep it. Because I have rolled that motherfucker twice. Nothing. Not a busted window, not a dent, nothing. That's like the safest fucking car to drive. You know the best car I ever drove was? What? And a lot of people is going to think this is crazy, because this is an old man's car. Huh? A Dodge Dynasty. Holy, dude, those things were... The, the yeah. D-Nasties. Yes. No, man. The you best, couldn't kill them. Best car I ever driven, I'm actually... I still kind of kick myself in the ass for getting rid of it. Um, the car I miss is my Volkswagen Jetta. But the car I... The best car I've ever ran, the one that never failed to start, never failed to get me from point A to point B, that was my old Buick, man. My old Regal. That you, thing, you know a vehicle I remember that, you know, never failed to start until we needed it to? The fucking Ford F-150. That old 81 F-150 only failed to start when we were in a rush. <laughs> like, we were, we were in a panic? Yes, it stopped. Well, I mean, we, we, we was being chased by a cult. Yeah. Okay, story time. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely. I actually saved this story. All right. For this podcast, for you. Like, I've been so dying to tell the story, but it cannot be told other than myself and you because we were the only ones involved in this motherfucker. All right. We was out ghost hunting. I don't know if any of you listeners out there have ever heard of the Chapel Road. Yes, here in, here in uh, it's actually technically not it's in Abington. Yeah, it's Abington, Indiana. Um, it's, a, it's a church that is actually still being used to this day 
when it was built, it was built as a church, and then it ended up being used in some a few satanic rituals. Which, okay, when we say satanic, we don't mean the the movie going satanic. We actually mean the occult rituals. Yes, um, yeah, because you know, I don't know if any of you out there, you know, what what you a lot of you uh, view Satanism as isn't what it actually is. No, this, these were occult rituals, not yeah. necessarily satanic. But it's just easier to say satanic. Yes. Just to get kind of get the point across. Because, like again, a lot of you, that's what you would know it as. But, uh, anywho's, well, we're out here doing this, and, you know, a few of the old stories is, you know, you back your vehicle into the driveway of the church, turn it off, put your keys on the dashboard, and dead of summer, it gets really cold inside the vehicle. <clears throat> Excuse me, Red Bull burps. <laughs> um and little handprints appear on the window as well as a warning sign telling you to get out, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Doesn't always happen. You know, it's more of, you know, that's more of an old wives' tale or urban legend when it, it comes to that. It's more of a fable and more, yeah. most people, most people keep on forgetting that when your body admits heat that it fogs up the windows so they automatically think that it's working. Yeah. And then they mistaken their own handprints on the windows for ghostly handprints that show up it's it's one of those we're not going to deny the fact that the church has some mysterious and unknown forces there because we have seen and felt those ourselves but when it comes to the warning and the handprints thing it's your mind playing tricks on you oh absolutely that well, part's not true that part there's more <laughs> yeah all right well you know the, the few of the, the the stories is that there is the first one is right before you turn on a chapel road, the moon can be as white as a ghost. And then as soon as you turn onto the road, the moon turns blood red. I have personally witnessed that one as well as Mr. Menthol as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I mistaken for a harvest moon at one point in time and went, no, no, motherfucker, it's July. Yeah. It's definitely not a harvest moon. <laughs> and then the other story behind it is the caretaker. There's a man that drives an old beat up truck. It's I, actually a 50s F, uh, F50. Okay, it's an old beat-up Ford that will attempt to run you off the road. This is a real thing. I have been ran off the road before, um, but, well, when you take off from the church, you're supposed to turn right to get off of Chapel Road. Well, me and Mr. Menthol decided we was going to go left and went down a little further. Well, a little further down the road, there is a little uh, road to the left that you turn on to called Creek Road. Yeah. Well... You turn on the creek road, you go down a little further, and we had never been on creek road before this. So And mind you, left side of the road is corn. And right, I'm talking about tall corn stalks. And stops. right side of the road's woods. Yeah, forest. So it, it's a very narrow road too. It, and dark. Very no, no street lights whatsoever. This is an old country road, you know, it's you know, it's but we are in this eighty one Ford F one fifty. That never failed to start for us. This thing was a beast. It was, I mean. Bulletproof. Yeah. It wasn't it, fast by any means. It but. couldn't die. Well, I have this rule when I go to Chapel Road that I do the driving no matter what vehicle we're in. And that's only because I know the road's like the back of my hand. Well, we go down. At the time, I didn't know Creek Road very well. That was the first time we'd went down it. Well, we go down the road and try to find a turnaround to get back off this road since, again, we didn't know it very well. And we turn around in this driveway, and we look up to the top of the hill. We see a bonfire. Well, a tall one on top of that. Yes. So, this is a bonfire, probably 12, 15-foot flames going. I which, mean, okay, you live out in the country like we have our entire lives. A 12, 15-foot bonfire is kind of a medium-sized one. Yeah. 
Well, when you, you start know, licking the top of trees is when you got to start worrying. <laughs> yeah, the bonfire is not what threw us off, but it's what caught our attention. What threw us off was the, you know, 10 to 15 random people standing around the bonfire in cloaks and robes and their hands in the air. Like they was praying to something. Yeah. They, they okay. spotted us. Yeah, and it was unison, too. They turned and looked at us, all of us. And mind you, when we pull into this driveway, there's, you know, a field on each side of the driveway, kind of like a front yard, like a huge one. And it was lined with cars. So when we first pulled in, we, we thought, okay, blend in, back up, get the fuck out. Yeah, having a party. Cool. Whatever. We're just going to get, hey, if they want to come out and offer us a beer, we were fucking down. <laughs> like, right. Like, hey, man, awesome. You know, this is going to be a great night. <laughs> it ended well. up being one, but that was another. that's another story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... At that point, I tell Mr. Menthol here, I'm like, hey, let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Mind you, we was in a Ford. (laughs) And, well, to to enlighten the story how actually terrified we kind of were, not a lot scared sledging myself. But this time, I actually pulled out a 45 Glock and made sure I had a double stack magazine in it. Like, I was actually, I was thinking, like, and I just got fresh back from deployment, too. So, I'm like, okay, I'm going to kill. Like, I'm going to kill. Absolutely. Like, I had my gun, had my stack magazine. I think I had like 17 shots and something that's only supposed to have six. <laughs> but even then, I'm like, this might not do it. Well, as we're backing out of the driveway, these sons of bitches start coming towards us. We get down. We're going back towards Chapel Road because, again, at, the, at this time, this is the first time we'd ever been on this road. So we're going back towards Chapel to get the hell out of there. Well, on our way back to Chapel, wouldn't you fucking know it, we got, you know, the cult behind us and then the caretakers sitting on Chapel Road. So I try to spin the truck around in the middle of Creek, you know, Creek Road, and the fucker dies. Yeah, and that truck, unless it ran out of gas, never died. Which we'll tell you that story after this one. (laughs) (laughs) I've also saved that story, too. Yeah. Um... Well, the truck dies, and we can't get it to fucking start. I'm sitting here cranking this bitch for a good 30, 45 seconds, you know, and finally, Mr. Menthol here, he uh, he tells me, he goes, try turning the wheel. Well, I tried turning the wheel. It wouldn't fucking, it still wouldn't fucking start. He gets out of the car. Mind you, again, the cult's coming from one end of the road, and we got the caretaker pretty much watching us. He has supposedly has a house on, on Chapel Road, but it's not always there. Yeah, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, and it looks like a new house, too, so you can't really fucking tell. Yeah. Well, finally, he gets out of the truck, pushes it backwards about five feet, and it starts right up. Makes absolutely no sense because this is an automatic, so it really makes no sense on why this would start right up when it does. And what what really confused me is that how I had so much adrenaline in my body, I'm pushing an 81 F-150. If anybody don't know those trucks, they're heavier than fuck. Yeah, they're tanks. I'm pushing it one-handed because I have the gun point at the cult. <coughs> like, <laughs> like I- I'm ready to, like, Joey, get the fuck down. Well, we're fighting now. <laughs> we're going to have to fight our way out. Well, we finally got the fucker started. I spin it around. Essentially, I, I slide the tr- back of the truck into the cornfield to spin it the rest of the way around and decided to take Chapel Road because it seemed like, you know, that that's one truck that I can outrun any time as opposed to, you know, seven cars chasing us. And they weren't old cars either. They were newer ones. Yeah. And, and and mind you that this old truck that I thought I could outrun, I, I couldn't. Why this truck was able to keep up with this 81 F-150, we don't know. Which wasn't a fast truck, but it still had a 302 in it. Yeah. 
But this some bitch, you know, chases us, and we finally make it to Abington Township Line Road, which is where you know where you turn on a Chapel Road at. Yep. We turned on to Abington Township Line Road, and we looked in the rearview mirror, and as soon as the caretaker made the turn to come after us, his truck disappeared. It was gone. Now, mind you, we are nervous as hell the rest of this night. We make it back into town, and wouldn't you fucking know it, the truck dies again. This time, it reads a quarter of a tank of gas when we, was, when, you know, when we got into town. Soon as we the truck died, we you know tried to start it back up, and the, the entire truck was empty, which again makes no fucking sense. Yeah, because there was no leaks. There was still plenty of gas when it died. And whenever we, whenever I dropped the tank to look at the, and that's whenever I dropped the tank on the truck, and there was gas in the fucking tank still. Yeah. There's no reason why, and there was nothing wrong with my float mechanism. It just <coughs> stopped working for a quick fucking second. So we called for help. And the people that we called just happen to live around the corner. They're like, hey, we, we, you know, we can't come help you, but you can walk over here that we can get your truck later, blah, blah, blah. Well, we get over to their house, and wouldn't you know it, they're having a party. And this is the night that Mr. Menthol decided he wanted to get completely plastered because I think he was, what, freshly 21? No, I was just 18. No, I was 18. Was you? I was 18 because I just got back from deployment, and that was the only year I had that truck was when I was 18. Yeah. And I I, <laughs> I needed a drink that night. <laughs> but, and that was actually my first time of drinking hard alcohol, hard liquor. I, he, he wanted screwdrivers. He goes and make them strong. So I made vodka and fruit pulp. No, no, rubbing alcohol and fruit pulp. There you go. Rubbing alcohol and fruit pulp. <laughs> That's what, exactly what it tasted like. Well, we, we partied for a couple hours, and we called for a ride, which was... My wife and her parents, I was living with at the time. Mind you, um, it was the, f- the, this was the first time of drinking hard alcohol. First time I was introduced to a Boilermaker that I was also <coughs> chasing a Boilermaker down with another screwdriver after 16 beers. Because I'll, we was playing... Uh, never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever. Yeah, with Craig. And at mid-sip, Craig goes, never have I ever fucked a goat. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and he goes, explain. I was like, I'm thirsty. He goes... <laughs> That's why you fucked a goat? I'm like, shut up, Craig. <laughs> I love Craig. <laughs> I miss Craig. Um, well, we get to the house, and Mr. Menthol decides that, you know, he's hungry. No, I wanted to smoke a cigarette. You wanted to smoke a cigarette, and uh, he I... needed my lighter. So I was going to bed. He was passing out on the couch because, obviously, you know, he couldn't drive, and he was underage. So I wasn't going to send him home to his, to, to his parents because I, I didn't want to deal with that one. And wouldn't you know it, I looked up and your ceiling fan's going. Which made, again, the room spin. Oh, the room was already spinning. That just made it spin in the opposite direction. <laughs> he he uh, wanted to smoke and said he had to go to the bathroom. Oh, I need to puke. And I I remember, I actually remember damn near every detail of this night. Um, and I remember asking you, where's your bathroom? And you said, upstairs. And I was like, yeah. I I'm not, I'm not going to make that, he said. Yeah, I'm not. So I tried to run outside. And the screen door was locked. And here it comes. He vomits all over my screen door. And the porch. And the porch. And the petunias. No, no, they they, they wasn't petunias. They was um 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 what's those fucking ferns? They was ferns. Yeah, and I puked all over the ferns. And I remember sitting on the front porch because it was a cool night that night too. And I remember feeling cold water running on uh, down the crack of my ass. And I remember that oh yeah, I puked. 
And that is your wife cleaning my puke. And I still apologize to this day about it. Fucking 11 years later. And I'm still like, I'm so sorry about that. Well, she goes in the house to get some more water. And I was upstairs because I was, I was using the bathroom. And she comes back outside and she yells for me. And I come downstairs. She goes, where'd your friend go? I, I, I don't know. He by takes the, off walking. By the way, I, I'm an adventurer drunk. <laughs> I learned that the first time so i call him i said hey where you at i'm i'm down here by the by the gorge no i said i was on nw1st <laughs> i remember yes i was so drunk i couldn't nw1st say, i couldn't say northwest first street i was like nw1st so i go i i walk down and i find him and i find him sitting in a lawn chair in the middle of this like grassy knoll <laughs> and i and i ask him i say where did you get the lawn chair from that house over there, he stole someone's lawn chair. That was actually the second lawn chair he stole. Yeah, the first one you said was broke, so you left it laying, and then no, went no, and no, got no, another no, one. No, no, no. Okay, so this is what happened. Now, that, that, that's Joey's point of view. This is my point of view. This is I can actually remember this because after I puked, I sobered up a little bit. I was still really, really drunk. I remembered, man, I really wanted to smoke this cigarette, but I didn't have a lighter. So I was like, wait a minute, my truck has a lighter. Which is across US 40. Over by the high school. Yeah, like four blocks down. So I was like, it's a great idea to walk through a neighborhood that I'm not familiar with, drunker and all hell, in search of a lighter. <clears throat> Reality, I could have just turned around like, can I have a lighter, please? Or like, hey, grab the one that was on sitting on the porch. Mine. Yeah, uh-huh. I was drunk. I didn't, I didn't see it. This is actually, if you remember correctly, this is back when I had a pink flip phone, too, and it had flowers on it. Yeah, yeah, you had the the razor, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I had the pink. It was your sister's old razor, and they upgraded or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and I was like, pink, and you kept, every time I did a text or anything, you pink phone! I remember that. So I uh, so I started walking down Lincoln, and I remember I, I took a left on whatever street Lincoln goes left on past, it was past your house, so. And I started, I kept walking. I looked up and I noticed a folding chair, one of those folding lawn chairs, one of the good ones. I was like, man, I'm going to might need to sit down later. I'm going to take that. So I ran up to the yard trying to think of like, like dun, 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 fucking Mission Impossible style. But really, it's just some, just some, just some fat drunk guy trying to, (laughs) I don't know how I didn't get caught, but I took the lawn chair with me, started walking down. I get to Pearl. And police officers drive past me while I'm just walking down the road with the lawn chair. And then they turn down to go to, uh, to go to Kinsey. And I went, Oh shit. They know I'm drunk. They know I stole this lawn chair. So I put the lawn chair down in the middle of the road, not on the, not on the sidewalk or anything, but in the middle of the fucking road, inconspicuous, then walked to the other side of the road and realized I'm just going to go home. I don't live that far away. I actually live further away than where my lighter was. So <laughs> I, I lived out in the country. It's like, I just walk home. It's cool. But I remember I got to the uh, corner of Pearl in NW1ST. <laughs> and I saw another lawn chair that was uh, uh, a little bit more of a lesser quality. So I figured they wouldn't miss it. So <laughs> I took it off their porch, that one. And I, I remember whenever you called, I remember I, I owned a cell phone at the time. And... I I put the lawn chair down. I was like, I'm just going to wait for him under the street lamp, under the fucking NW1ST sign. And here comes Joey. He just like, come on, drunkie. I remember I threw up on Baxter school. Mm-hmm. 
I, we had to walk past a fucking elementary school and I puked all over their bushes, their stop sign. I mean, I was just, I, I should have honestly gone to the hospital. But and then I remember you called my cousin Billy. Thank God. Our cousin Billy. Yeah, our cousin Billy. <laughs> and just like, come get this drunk motherfucker. And of course, Billy comes with John Carrico and Dustin and everybody. They come ro- rolling up. And I already done pu- puked again. They picked me up. And we got a block down the road. And I went, guys, I got to puke again. So I opened up the door. Vomited fucking everywhere. Again, on this guy's front fucking lawn. And this guy's sitting on his porch watching me. <laughs> and we all... and We're polite. We was, sorry. <laughs> and he just... I get it. It's okay. And then we go to my buddy Dustin's house back when he lived on 14th, just so I can pass the fuck out. I get there. I start going up the stairs. My, and our cousin Billy, which is of course the biggest antagonizer in the fucking world goes, Hey man, we got some Jaeger. Okay. Okay. And every female in the five block radius in unison turned and went, no, (laughs) bad. And I'm like, fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> so I remember I went up to his sister's room and I sat in a fucking recliner that they had in there and I didn't pull a blanket on me or anything. I just leaned back. I was out. Snap finger. I'm fucking done. I wake up the next morning. I have a camouflage blanket on my face. So obviously I was like, Charlie's in the trees. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, did I dream this whole thing? Am I still in Iraq? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, so I just, Pulled the blanket from over my eyes, looked around. I looked over and I see my dude Dustin's sister with no pants on on the bed. I'm like, okay, well, it is her room, so maybe she sleeps comfortably. Looked down. My pants are unzipped and undone. And my, my pubis, which is the area above the penis, is tender and bruised like I have been fucking all night. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> weird. Button, zip, walked out. And I just for a split second, I was like, where the fuck am I? Dustin's house. That's right. So <laughs> I actually had to walk home from there and I'm covered in booze and puke and just everything. And for some reason, my phone still had a fucking charge on it. Yeah. You know, I called my parents. I was like, look, I'm on my way. Don't worry. I'm okay. I'll be there in like an hour. I got to walk there. <clears throat> and they were like, well, what happened last night? And at the time I didn't want to tell them like I was out drinking. Because my parents weren't very strict, but at the same time, they would have been pissed off at me that I didn't call them for a ride, which they would have gladly given to me. Because, you know, they were young once. They partied. You know, they didn't. Right, right. But, so I was like. what drunk 18-year-old wants to call their parents? Exactly. So, I make it there, and they're more pissed off that they have to go put gas in my fucking truck than than anything else. So, that, that, about that point in time. No, if you remember, they didn't put gas in it. We, we went and took you over there, and it fired right up. Yeah. Which was fucking weird. Um, but we sat up a gas in it either way. <clears throat> I had the gas can full. I wasn't going to waste that yeah. $5 for that one gallon of gas. That's back when gas was like five sixty-five a fucking gallon. And I was driving a, a, a fucking land tank. That oh, Sorry, all tanks are land tanks. <laughs> Fuck. I was driving a tank that got six miles to the fucking gallon because I was a dumbass. But... I filled it. The yeah, I put the gas in it and drove back. To, and I actually had to go to work directly after that. I still haven't showered. Nothing. I'm covered in booze, puke. Had to go to work, and then I dated Dustin's sister for a month. I'm pretty sure she raped me that night. I can actually almost guarantee she raped me that night. She was 21, so it was perfectly legal. Yeah. So it was, yeah, she was 21. <laughs> I had to think for a second. Still can't believe he's gone. Who? Dustin Goodwin. 
You didn't know? No. Is yeah. He died? Yeah, like three weeks ago. Wait, fucking how? Uh, I think he went in for like a, like a procedure or something. Mm-hmm. And they put him on medicine, and I guess he had like an allergic reaction to the medicine. Pretty sure it was him. Let me double check. Yeah, because it was like, hold on, like, Dustin's one of my dudes. Like, I- I'd be pissed off if I missed his funeral. <laughs> Let me double check. I mean, I could be mistaken, but I don't think I am. Yeah, him, right? Yeah. Yeah, he passed away. What? No shit. Give me just one second. Um, Go ahead and you keep, you keep talking while I'm looking something up here. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what he died of. Uh, like I said, he went in and, and they put him on new medicine and had an allergic reaction to it. I am so pissed off at myself that I didn't fucking go to his funeral. Like, he was one of my good like, friends. I, I like, thought holy you knew, shit. man. No, I didn't know. Like, holy shit. See, there's even the GoFundMe they had for him. Damn, if I would have known, man. I'm sorry, bro. I thought you knew. No, like, that's, like, actual fucking mind-blowing to me. And he just... See you later. Good night, honey. Yeah, my apologies, man. Like I said, I thought you knew. Sorry about the dead air, guys. It, it, you know. Yeah, it, no, dead air happens quite a bit. Um, no, what the fuck, man? Like, it was uh, his memorial was uh, September thirtieth. Yeah, that's what I'm looking up right now. Here's the obituary if you need it. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Okay. Well, anyways, um, we're at an hour and 34 minutes. We're going to go ahead and mark this. So I'm out of here, guys. Sorry to leave on a sad note, but I'll leave on a happier note next time. I'm Mr. Menthol. Sledge over here, and we'll be back. Hey, can we click the stop button?